The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, we are back for our spring training uh, podcast here. We're getting ready to start the season. The Angels have gotten themselves going. Uh, we've got a few games to see what they uh, what they got going. Actually, today was the first day that they actually had some real position players playing today. So we're excited for that. Um, quickly want to thank everyone who listened to the podcast last week. We got some emails in this week, too, so we'll get to those in a second. Um, we also want to touch on a lot of things. Uh, what do you want to touch on first, Daniel? I think probably the biggest thing we can talk about right now is, of course, the Otani. Uh, not only his pitching, but now his batting. He's had a two two games batting and one bat, uh, one game pitching so far. So I think you know not only are the Angels fans to see how he does, but not uh, but the whole world. You know, a ton of press down there. I have family that live in the area, and they said it's, it's, you can just tell the between ninety days, you know, this year and, and previous years past. It's just, not only the press being there and being tons of uh, photographers and interviewers, but just people in general. Yeah, you know, the when the uh, Japanese get a player in the big league, man, they go out and show full support. The Dodgers had that with Hideo Nomo years ago, and it was insane. And Hideo was one of the first uh, Japanese players to come over, so that was big, you know. And then, of course, Ichiro, so the Angels are finally getting a taste of the, the big-name Japanese player on their team. We had Matsui, but kind of towards the twilight of his career, so having a guy like Shohei, the Babe Ruth, quote-unquote, of, ja- of Japan on our team, man, that's exciting, and I'll be in spring training, I'll be Friday, so I'm going to have a taste of, uh, of some Japanese media over there, so we'll see how that goes. So, um, let's get into, actually, his his first game. He, uh, he started on, what was that? On a 30 pitch limit, but for the most part, he seemed fine. His velocity was there. There was no actual um, radar gun on the screen, but from reports from people that were there, um, he was around the, the 96, 97 topping out. So it's right around where you want him to be at this point in the year. But again, two strikeouts. So you see his stuff. You see his yeah. movement is is there as of right now. A little bit with the command because there's a couple of times where he got deep into counts. Again, 26 pitches in the first inning. So you're not crazy about mm-hmm. that. But, you know, then again, it's spring training. So yeah. I'm sure some uh, nervousness, excitement all kind oh, yeah. of rolled into one into him. And, you know, he mentioned it in a post-game interview. And I don't have the clip of that. But he mentioned that he was just – he was – 
he wanted to make sure that he threw every p- pitch at least twice. Right. And he didn't really have a, 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 a game plan to go attack hitters. He just wanted to make sure that his pitches were in. He was getting his pitches in at least twice in the game. Um, I have a little clip here of Shohei. Uh, his highlights of his first game on the mound as a Major League Baseball player, even though it was a spring training game. Here you go. Advancement by VR, who has excellent speed, is taking his time. There's one that's cut on and missed, and he got him, struck him out, low and away. Worf a strikeout victim, and that is the game's first out. Mostly, though, in AAA, waits on deck the next delivery. This is a pop-up foul behind the plate. Maldonado going back near the screen, has the play, and makes the catch. So a foul out off the bat of Pena. Here's the 1-2, and that is right down the heart of the plate. Struck him out looking, and the inning is over. Here's the 1-0 on Nick Franklin. He cuts it, that one pops it in the air into left field. Battling the sun is Hermosillo. Now he's under and he makes the grab. And now we see Mike Sosia coming out to the mound. So apparently that's going to be it for Otani, who threw 31 pitches today. So 31 pitches on his uh, debut in spring training. He uh, To me, I, he looked okay. I mean, the one thing that stood out to me, and they mentioned it on the, on the broadcast, was how consistent he is with his windup right. how his motion seems so smooth and to me that's a big deal because if your motion is smooth and everything's consistent injuries might not happen as often and that's something that you know obviously Shohei had the the, the what is it the minor sprain or tear yeah, or whatever and the ankle uh, yeah, and oh, the, oh, the ankle owner. and then the owner cradle yeah there. so um him being consistent and being smooth on the mound can is only it benefits him in the long run yeah, what I really like too, because coming into spring training, you know, they said that the normal players weren't really going to get uh, any kind of runtime until later in spring training, which is, you know, happened to be today. But what I really liked about it was that even though it was the second game of spring training um, or third game, Perez, uh, not Perez, uh, Maldonado was his catcher, so you started working on the on the communication, the um, connection between, you know, um, pitcher and catcher on that. Uh, Maldonado, when they found out they signed Otani, first thing he asked for was all his games pitched in the Japanese league because he wants to know what he's working with. He wants to know how much movement, what he likes to do as far as when two, uh, the, you know, the two, two strikes are on a guy or when he's working from behind. So the fact that Maldonado was out there catching early in, in spring training, I really, enjoy, I really like that fact. Yeah, Maldonado is is the best defensive catcher in the league. Obviously, winning the Gold Glove last year, but the dude is smart. He knows how to call a game and having. Having a guy like Maldonado behind the plate for Shohei is crucial. It, it only benefits him in the long run, getting acclimated to Major League Baseball. So, Otani, first start of the, of the season on the mound, people were already, he's a bust. A lot of people on social media were so upset. You can't base anything, whether he's good or bad, on 30 pitches in his spring training game, people. So, give him some time. I thought he did okay, uh, especially after hearing his post-game interview talking about how he wanted to get certain pitches in in this day. He didn't really have a set game plan on attacking batters a certain way. He just wanted to get his pitches in. So moving from his major league debut, I guess not major league debut, but spring training debut on the mound, he had a... Another debut, if you put it that way. I mean, pitching debut, debut. his batting debut. I mean... Second debut of the spring for Shohei Otani. He went uh, one for one with a single and two walks. Um, He had an interview by Fox Sports West, and we're going to play that clip for you, talking about talking about what his plan was on attacking uh, or his his plan at the plate. I was just trying to be aggressive from the first at bat, but I didn't get too many balls I can um, drive, so I took a couple walks, but I was able to get that base hit out of the way, so it felt good. That being said, were you more aggressive in that third at bat, knowing that you've been walked twice and wanting to hopefully make a difference? もう最初に打席フォアボールでしたけど、だからだからこそ、その打席まで絶対まあ振ってやろうという気持ちはありましたか。そう、まあ、もう2 打席目でしっかりボールの数は見れてたので、3 打席目はもう初球からしっかりま
And finally, um, I know it's early in spring, but how have you been able to divide your time working on your pitching and your hitting so far? まだキャンプ中ですけど、ま、ピッチャーとバッター両方の練習してきて、バランスよく今練習できていますか。ま、バランスよくできてると思ってますし、え、ま、1日1日すごいいい練習というか、うん、そういういい経験ができてるんじ
But he Shameless us, plug. Yeah. He sent us an email on here. He said, yo, it's that time of year. When are you guys going to Arizona? I'm leaving Friday. And uh, can't wait. He says, obviously, the strength of this team is going to be the offense. So what's the weak spot in your opinion? Rotation, bullpen, or depth in general? Um, Dan, you want to start this one off? I think, honestly, it's probably going to be, if you're going to pick a weakness, I might say starting pitching just because they're unproven. Okay. There's, there's talent there. There's definitely talent there. There's upside there. But the lack of showing it and lack of being healthy, just the unknown, not knowing what it is or what it isn't, I think is a weakness in itself. Yeah. So, again, yeah, offense is going to be fine. The back end of the rotation, whether it's uh, Middleton, Parker, or Bedrosian, I think that will sort itself out. But when you look at the starting pitching and everywhere you're reading or hearing from, that's what's going to come down whether the Angels make the playoffs, okay. whether they make the playoffs as a division winner, as a wild card team. Um, there's just a lot of questions there that I'm not sure have been answered yet. Yeah. And I think that would, kind of makes it a, a weakness. I'm going to be devil's advocate and pick something different. I'll say just the depth in general on the bench. Uh, I think right now the Angels are kind of looking at that Cliff Pennington spot right now and going, who's going to be our Cliff Pennington this year? I know they got Coward out there and they yeah. have... Um, uh, Fontana. Fontana are probably your and, two made yeah. two guys that are probably battling out to be that, and, that utility. And player. Walsh. Um Valbuena's obviously gonna be the guy playing first base whenever first and third. First and third when Kozar needs a day off or when Albert's DHing. Uh Luis is gonna play first base. My my opinion was uh Luis can play every position in the infield except maybe shortstop. He's played it before but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um he could be your super utility guy if you had Absolutely had to. Well, don't forget too. So, Cozart had a an All Star year at short of the year before. Right. So if say for if Simmons needs yeah. a day off for whatever reason, you can move Cozart to short, Rob move, move to third. The third. Yeah. So there's a lot of um, you, there's a lot of they can use different guys in different places, right. but not they wouldn't be 100 percent out of place if, if that makes sense. Right. Right. So I, and with the Otani thing, if everything works out, he's going to be an extra pretty much an extra roster spot because now right. you have a DH and a pitcher, you know, taking yeah. up one spot. Right. So I think. You know, whether it's Cowart, because he was up with a team last year and right. he kind of has that experience. He can play third. He can play second like he did last year. Again, if mm-hmm. worst-case scenario, if you need to move Kozart to shortstop for a game or two to give uh, Simmons a break, you can put Cowart at third. You can put uh, Valbuena at third or first. So, I mean, the depth, again, it kind of goes to two. It's kind of unproven just because you don't know what Cowart, Cowart kind of uh, had a down uh, end of the year last year. So, see how that... that the the that, problem with Cowart... Is he's a left-handed bat, right? Or is he a switch hitter? He's just left-handed, right? Yeah. I I kind of like the fact that Pennington could could swing the the bat from both sides of the plate. So to have that off your bench is is, is pretty like I don't want to say it's a necessity, but it's definitely an advantage. You know, when you're having when you have to play that that mind game or the the opposing team brings in a lefty, so you're gonna hey, I don't care, I got a guy that can can bat right-handed. Right. You know, so I don't know. That's that's something the Angels definitely. I think depth is. You know, in the outfield, they signed EY Jr. to a minor league deal. I don't think he's making the team as a fourth outfielder spot because they did sign uh, Chris Young to a major league deal, and he's a pretty decent, you know, outfielder. So, you know, I know he got hurt, you know, early. Hasn't played, early on, hasn't yeah. played, but that's a guy that they signed to a major league deal, and I don't see them sending him down. I think he's pretty much got that spot locked up. I think it's his to take. Um, I love EY Jr. I would like for him to be out there in the outfield in the fourth spot, but you know he signed. They did sign him to a minor league deal, and he's got to make this team. So um, the outfield, I think, will be okay. Um, but I don't know that infield utility guy position still hasn't been filled. I don't know what the Angels are going to do there. Um, moving on, I said we're all over the place, but another email from another listener, Mike Vigil. He said, "Hey guys, so a six-man rotation, aside from the obvious, and then in parentheses wear and tear." How else does this benefit the Angels? And can you see this becoming more of a thing around the league? Um, the six-man rotation has been, as soon as Shohei signed, the Angels talked about that. Uh, Japan, they do the six-man rotation thing. And it made sense for the Angels to go to the six-man rotation too because it helps with injuries. Right. For you know, It helps give the guys extra days off. I have a clip here that talks about the six-man rotation um, You know, with... Um, you know, with Shohei Otani um, getting acclimated to um, 
getting acclimated to the major league level. Um, it, it, the the six man rotation could only help the Angels, and this this clip kind of just talks about uh, what their plan is. Uh, the first person that speaks on it is Mike Sosha. Uh, he talks about it, and then Mike Sosha, followed by Matt Shoemaker, followed by Parker Bridwell, and then followed by Garrett Richards. They all talk in that order about the six man rotation. So here it is. around baseball we're looking at a six-man rotation um there are times when guys will pitch on five days uh certain port portions of whatever our rotation is the six best guys we we jump out and uh we will definitely continue to evaluate it and see what we can draw off it to see if it's um what the team needs it's going to be interesting because we've not really been in that position before so i think it's going to be good to use this spring to you know get acclimated to that whether that extra day is going to be a workout or bullpen day or it's going to be another rest day. If I have a role, then I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give my team the best chance to win. And, uh, you know, that's all I can ask for. I've got to come in and I've got to prove myself and I've got to earn a spot, like I said. So, um, yeah, you know, a six-man rotation, if that gives me an opportunity to pitch in the big leagues or, you know, give my team a chance to win, then I'm all for it. Getting that extra day in there, uh, I mean, it can only help you, you know. You're not... You're not having to pitch on five days. You might have to throw on six days, and, and any rest you can get during the season is a good thing. So, um, you know, we're just gonna, you know, see how it, how it goes during here in spring, and then uh, try and get a, a plan of attack going into after spring training. And uh, you know, hopefully we can get everything ironed out and, and kind of utilize the depth that we have. I mean, we got 13 quality guys that are, you know, here in camp, 14 guys in camp that, that are uh, ready to go, and and uh, hopefully we can do it together. All right, so that was uh, the guys talking about the six-man rotation. So um, we'll get back to more on that in a moment after a word from our sponsors. Hey, fellow fit nerds. This is Monica Ellis with Superheroes Nutrition. So I'm here today to let you know in terms of maybe getting in shape, you love superheroes, you need a change in your life. I really want you guys to check us out. We have an Instagram. It's Superheroes Nutrition. I'm Wonder Woman on there, um, and I'm here to set the example for individuals who need a change in their life. Everybody needs some motivation. Everybody needs some inspiration. Check out our page. We have superhero workouts. We're going to be launching um, a brand new fit kit pretty soon, and we have a YouTube channel. So please check that out. Um, my email is monica at superheroesnutrition.com. So like I said, if you're looking for a change, you want to get fit, and you need some extra push in the right direction, then this is the cert uh, certainly the place to get started. Thanks so much. Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. We are back. All right. Thank, thank this to GroomGoon.com and Superheroes Nutrition for all they do for us. Um, we're going to keep going with the emails. Um, the emails this week were pretty like all over the place, but that's cool because it's spring training and we're trying to figure out what the Angels are going to do. This next email was from Duncan Healy. Um, he said, hey there, guys. So I know it's early in spring training, but, if, but how do you see this lineup falling into place? Kinsler leading off. Uh, here's his prediction. He says, remember, it's early. He's, he likes Kinsler, Calhoun, Trout, Pujols, Upton, Otani, Cozart, Simmons, and Maldonado. When Otani doesn't play, he likes Kinsler, Calhoun, Trout, Pujols, Upton, Cozart, Valbuena, Simmons, and Maldonado. So the theme seems to be Maldonado at the bottom of the lineup, which is which is fine. That's I mean, what it was last year. Right, um, which is good. Uh, what we didn't mention is that we have 
as always, we have Chris, the curator Johnson, our producer, the uh, the Halo Haven creator here with us. But we also have uh, Jason Henders from the Dose Leprechauns podcast live in studio here as well. So I'll, I'll, I'll bring you guys in if you want, Chris and, and Jason. Uh, we're going to talk about the Angels uh, lineup situation. Now, as far as, I, as for me, I'm digging I, – I, the leadoff position now in baseball is so different from what it was back in the day. Back in the day, you had guys like Brett Butler. You, guys, you had guys like Otis Nixon, speedy little guys that can get on base. But now it's kind of a different game. Uh, baseball's kind of changed. Um, I like Kinsler at the top of the lineup because it makes sense. If you look up and down the guys that we have for that leadoff position, he makes the most sense at the leadoff spot, in my opinion. Um, but I, I definitely think Kinsler can lead off. But I would have Trout bat second because you get him more at bats during the game instead of having him bat third. So I would have at least Kinsler leading off and Trout batting second. That way you get a left-handed bat in Calhoun further down the lineup that can provide a little bit of pop. That's just me. What are your guys' opinion? I'll go this way. Jason, what do you think about the lineups? Yeah, I agree with you, John. I like Kinsler leading off. I think uh, he can get get on bases. Uh, He struggled a little bit last year uh, with Detroit, but I think he's the type of guy that's going to bounce back. Uh, seems to be pretty. Still got some good wheels behind him and stuff. So I think that's you hit the nail on the head. He's he's your leadoff guy. Um, I actually I don't know whose prediction this is, but I agree with Calhoun actually batting second, okay. having Cole out over there because you know you have Upton coming in after Trout and Pujols. So a little pop at the second point. I don't know if you guys have been watching, but he's been really working on slapping the ball a little bit so the teams yeah. can't defend against the pull. I have noticed uh, his his opposite field approach. Yeah, he, and then I know I listened to an interview where they were saying that they've really been working on that in the offseason to have him. You know, go the opposite field a little bit more so that teams can't, you know, put the shift on to, to making it almost an automatic out if it's a ground ball. So, right. uh, yeah, I like Calhoun coming in second, but I think Kinsler's our leadoff guy. And and the third spot in the in the lineup, that has to be Mike Trout oh. then if, if, if you're going to Calhoun, right? Absolutely. And I think even with Pujols coming into camp looking a lot leaner and meaner and all that kind of stuff and looking for that 3,000th hit, I still think he's your cleanup guy. Okay. You go Trout. Pujols, and then uh, Upton, of course. Okay. What about you, Chris? Yeah, the only thing I could see that we could kind of flip-flop a little bit is, I don't know, um, maybe throw Upton as your cleanup hitter instead of Pujols. That's one thing. Or you can flip-flop Kinsler and Calhoun, but I think everything else is solid. I guess you have to see how Otani comes along. Maybe he might move up down the way, but... um, I think it's I think it's a good prediction. That was a, what Duncan Ely, Duncan, Duncan yeah, from that's Dead pretty, Horse Alaska, pretty solid. Oh, wow. I don't know, man. They need, put, they need to get that guy on staff right there. Right. Yeah. Daniel, what, what do you think? No, I I agree with Kinsler um, batting leadoff because he's able to steal your base, he's able to get on base. Um, kind of like we were saying before, the the requirements of being a leadoff man isn't the same as it yeah. was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, or even probably five years ago. Um, Trout in the second spot, second or third spot, I can take it or leave it kind of deal. Second spot, I like the idea that. He is uh, getting up more. He's had more chances at bat. Um, I think the big question, too, is Pujols and how f- much is he going to be able to take playing more first bases here than he wanted to or he did last year. But uh, having the Trout, uh, Upton, Pujols kind of boom, 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 however you see it, whether yeah. it's whether it's 3-4-5 uh, or 2-3-4, right. I think that's going to be a real make-or-break part of the, of the lineup. But um, Maldonado, Ma- Maldonado and Simmons batting eight and nine. I think that's cool. That's how they were I, last year. Yeah. And 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 um, Simmons batting ninth or batting eight, sorry, and having the year he had last year. Yeah. And not only the home runs, but getting on base and able to flip the lineup back over. Yeah. I think is a, something Social really enjoys. But yeah, I, you know what they saw today at the game, and for people that didn't watch the game, it went uh, Kinsler, Trout, Upton, Pujols, Calhoun. Uh, Cozart, Valbuena, Simmons, and Maldonado. I think that is pretty close to what the starting lineup is going to be on opening day. Yeah, give or take. Kind of like what they were, the guys were saying. You know, maybe Trout bounced down to the third spot, but I, I mean, I don't see any kind of wholesale changes with what they did today. Right. I, I, I'm looking at a lineup card on the on the wall in the garage. Official lineup card. That from one's a little August second, two thousand eleven. So look at our lineup that we just discussed. I'm looking at is Turris, my Turris. Turris. It looks like Ibar. Uh, Ibar. No, Abreu. Abreu. Abreu, I'm sorry. Tory Hunter, Vernon Wells, Ooh. Howie Kendrick. Um, you got Trumbo, Ibar, Borges, and Bobby Wilson. So look at our current lineup compared to that. I'm feeling pretty comfortable yeah. this season. No doubt. Yeah, our lineup up and down. It's yep. uh, Somebody mentioned it. It's going to be our strong suit. The offense is a strong suit this year. Um, I don't. You guys are talking about moving Pujols. I don't think Pujols is going to move from either three or four. I think he's pretty egotistical. I hate to yeah, say it. Yeah, I think it. it's like in his contract. He has yeah, to be I don't think he's, he's not. There's no way he's going to bat fifth. 
no. in that lineup. Yeah, you know, but it, it it's fine to me because whoever you put behind Pujols is going to get some decent at bat. It's, it's probably going to be up then, um, or even anybody, even Shohei at, at the five spot, depending on what he's able to do. Um, but I like the bottom of the order only because Simmons and Maldonado don't have the pressure of having to have to drive in guys. They they can go up there, have an approach of just getting on base. Um, there'll be guys that are getting in base in front of them. And then when uh, Valbuena plays, Valbuena hit 22 home runs last year. So to have him at the bottom of the lineup with 22 home runs, that's pretty That's pretty let, good and then, too. And then let me ask you this too, and I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here. Do you think it'll change at all? And for people that don't know, Angel Stadium is lowering the fence right. in um, yeah. right field. So now that's going to obviously benefit Valbuena, um, Cole. Cole, definitely Cole, and Shohei. Shohei. So do you think with the lower fences in right field, that's going to maybe move uh, Calhoun maybe back up to that second spot like you were saying, or maybe even Otani to the fifth, six-ish spot, or do you think they're going to keep it kind of how it is? I, I think we have to remember that Otani is a prospect still. Right. So yeah. I, I just don't see him as our, our fifth guy protecting either Pujols or Trout, however you go about that, or Upton for that matter. So I, I still think he's somebody that you got to look at toward the bottom of the lineup. I mean, I, and if you're if you ask me, I mean, what did he hit in Japan? Like 17 home runs, something like 15, 17 home runs. Yeah, so, last year he was on, not, He didn't play a full season. Yeah, it's not like he's a big power guy, anyways. I think he's a guy that can drive the ball and and be a uh, a serviceable DH. But I really think that if we're talking about Otani, I think it's really more for his arm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's so, even Socha's been on the record saying they were they're yeah. looking at him as pitcher first. Right. So I think you know Cole definitely is going to benefit maybe dropping him down to that cleanup or fifth spot. But yeah, you know it. Cole, when he drives the ball, when he gets a hold of one, it's going to go no matter how short the fences are. So I, I, you know, I still think he's our second, our second batter. And there was a few like balls he hit last year, or even a few years back, that hit the very top of that wall. Yeah, that yeah, would be home runs right now. True. So I mean, you add maybe four to five more home runs. That's at least 25, 26 home yeah. runs a season from Cole Calhoun. It's, it's that's I'm digging that's, it. Some uh, bounce back year for Cole. I'm feeling. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the defense is there offensively. I think he can turn it up. Yep. Chris, do you got anything? Well, I mean, Cole's kind of been lost in the shuffle. You remember all the hype around Cole sure. a few yeah. years ago? There's a lot of you know behind Trout. He's probably the second most liked player. So, so yeah, I guess he has something to prove this year. And I, I mean, with those fences being lowered, how many times did he hit you know doubles off that right. top yeah. wall? Uh, I mean, all the time. Yeah, that's his bread and butter right there. So and yeah, if we, if we can go back real quick, I heard you guys talking about the middle infield and your your uh, John, your concern about not having that Cliff Pennington type guy. But a name I didn't hear you guys mention that I, I think can really play a key role is Caleb Cowart. You know, he's a guy that's kind of been lost in the shuffle a little bit in terms of uh, you know he's had all this hype and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think he's a guy that can come around and kind of fill a little bit of that void. I mean, he's never been a guy that's going to hit a lot of home runs or anything like that, but. I mean, to, to go back to that issue, I think Caleb Coward's a guy to keep your eye on along with Fontana and uh, some of the others. But I, I think you can see him getting a role in this team. Some more significant at-bats, I think he could really do some damage. Yeah, I think he, I think he could be okay. Um, I think what, what, like I mentioned before, was I think he's just he's a left-handed bat. Right. And that, that might be his downfall. But he's uh, defensively, he's good. He could play third. He could yeah. play second. Um, I think I think he might have played in the outfield a little bit last year yeah. too as well. So that, that's a guy that you can probably yeah plug in there from time to time when a guy gets hurt. So we'll have to look into that. Um, I, we had another email from our listener Lauren. She said, "Hey there, guys. Uh, can we say that Chrome being traded was only a matter of time? Trade makes sense. It's just funny how some people get upset over the trade. Love uh, the show, by the way. Can't wait for the weekly show." Um, what'd you guys think about the Chrome? I know you were upset a little bit, Jason, and I texted you back. I was like, oh, I never really liked the guy being yeah. the. I never saw him being the, the the star first baseman that a lot of people did. He was way too streaky at times for me to be. Okay. I was okay with the trade of of Chrome because I knew it was gonna have to happen. Mm-hmm. I just wish we probably would have gotten a little bit more for it. I'll, I'll be honest, you're not gonna like this, John, but uh, <laughs> I would have preferred you trade a guy like Valbuena. Okay, only because I feel like we're. I feel like Chrome's one one. Uh, one season, I really think he's going to blow up in Tampa Bay. Really? Series. I, I think I, I see, see him. Happening. I see him hitting 30, 35 bombs this year. No joke, because oh, he's, he's going to get those consistent at bats. I don't and, know. I see him. To me, I think he's just inconsistent. He has, but he never really had that much consistency. He was like, okay, we're going to bring you down to AAA. I'm going bring you back yeah, up. Kind of typical Sosha. Not exactly. Those reps to he, really feel comfortable. He's, he's loyal to a fault, but then a guy like Crone, he kind of plays around with this. You know, yeah. send you down to AAA, bring you back up. Here's an at bat here and there. You see, when he gets consistent at bats, he, he drives the ball. He gets that swing back, and I don't know, man. I think I'm, I'm going to call it right now and say he hits 30 home runs this wow. year for the Tampa, for Tampa Bay. Everyone hits 30 home runs. I mean, and probably about, starts off for Cleveland's well, at 30 home yeah, runs. Probably 10 of those against the Angels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. he's going to 
we'll, we'll re- I don't know. I, I, I just I just wish we would have gotten more. I if you were gonna trade him, I would have traded I would have traded him last year and gotten somebody better, like yeah. a really decent middle of the guy middle of the rotation type guy or a really a good bullpen arm. Instead we got a player to be named later. That's where I was kinda like, Man, well we could have at Has least it been named? Yeah, so, yeah, he hasn't been named. I don't, I don't even know if he's been named. You know, <laughs> probably not even. Yeah. So like, I mean, how, I, how much later here? Yeah, I mean, I I, I was on the. I was kind of like, whatever. It is what it is. Business. Um, he was out of options. I don't. Yeah. I didn't see him being. Valbuena signed to a deal this year for seven million dollars, and the Angels have a team option for the third year. So I knew they weren't going to trade Valbuena. Yeah. In that, that sense. So I was like, well, somebody's got to go, and it's got. And they signed Shohei. Right, and that means Pujols is going to play a little bit more first base now. I'm like, well, somebody's asked out, and it had to be CJ Crone. Yeah, you're. I feel you 100 percent on the whole thing of yeah. wanting to get more out of a guy like CJ Crone. But uh, I think it was a little bit too early to pull the trigger on that one. I think you could have gotten a little bit more creative with who you get back or who you even send away. But we'll see how it plays out. We don't, we're sitting here talking on a podcast. Billy Upler's making a million dollars to make these deals. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, and then, we'll see what happens. And do you think too? Because going back to you know Crone you know, getting shipped off. Now you're obviously going to need some kind of replacement for pool holes. Cause you know, his numbers, his years are, you know, coming up. Matt Dice, you know, we saw him last year, the mm-hmm. Empire 66ers. He went up to mobile, um, about a little past halfway last year. Um, had a really good fall league from everything I've heard is up with the team now at the, uh, the non-roster invitee. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance you think that he would be the guy, maybe not, not this year, not next year, but maybe, you know, two, three years, they feel comfortable enough with them saying, you know what, we'll start fresh. Yeah. Kind of yeah, like kind of sure. you're saying with the options, they ran out with Crone, mm-hmm. yeah. but now we can start fresh with this kid, not yeah. this year, but next year, but right. and see how he develops into that first baseman yeah. of, the, of the future. I, I like 100% it. because if Albuena has a good season where he at least bats 270 and hits the same amount of home runs and drives in runs, Angels are going to pick up his option. That gives Thias another year to develop because he's young. Right, he's only going to be 23 yeah. this year. So it's so, not, not any kind of rush. Yeah. So it gives him time to develop, and you bring him in, and boom, there's your first baseman. Right. And really, you want to talk about it that way, you got a guy like Chris Carter who you can have as an insurance policy. Exactly, and I, think, and I think that's the reason why yeah. they signed. Because that signing happened, what, like two days after yeah. the Trump? Yeah, that's exactly the, what the it was. Uh-huh. It's it just, hey, if... if if Chrome or if sorry, if, if Pujols needs some time off for a nagging injury, you need a first baseman. Valbuena is probably going to be more that utility guy, mm-hmm. but for an everyday first baseman, I can see him bringing a Carter up yeah. and, and plug him there. Because remember, two years ago he led the league in, in home runs. Right. And right last year, you got DFA from the Yankees. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it was nagging injury or, or or what, but you know, if he's able to hit half the, as what he did two years ago, the Angels will be fine as, as a backup kind of backup first baseman. For sure, he was definitely that guy that they're going to have. In their back pocket, just in case of anything, they can provide some pop, you know, so good there. The other thing we needed to touch on that we really didn't touch too much on, and I do have a clip for it. I just got to get it here. Um, the bullpen situation, guys. We've talked, Dan and I have talked about this on the podcast already a few times. I want to get your take on this, Jason. What do you think about the Angels bullpen and the options they have at the closer role? That's been, that's my, uh, that's my biggest concern. You guys okay. are talking about your biggest concerns. That's my, my, the, the back end. You know, I, Parker got lit up today. Yeah, I was. I mean, again, spring training. Okay. I even tweeted in or whatever to the show saying you can't get too high or too low. But I don't know, man. That was a little little scary to me. But yeah, I I, I personally like Key in the yeah. closer role. I think he's kind of got that guy that's got that electric stuff that can come in and, and shut the door. He and kind of has that in. attitude. Like, he's got, exactly. He kind of yeah. has that attitude. He's like, got the yeah, swag. I got, I, and, I, and you know what? I, we saw him a couple years ago at Sixty Sixers, but. Last year against the Dodgers, yeah, he was oh, yeah. A, he was in like a second and third situation, struck out. Yep. I was it Bellinger, Bellinger, or was it, or was it and Seager, right? Yeah, yeah and he came back. off and he was high. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and you like that from a closer. You, you do like, absolutely he makes you throw a little harder, makes yep. you you know focus a little bit more. I I like that from. Him. I don't yeah. know. I mean, he's young, so that kind of scares me. But yeah, I I mean, throw him out there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Key, Key is the guy I'd want to, you know, Cam Bedrosian, I think, is kind of a, a more of a, like an eighth inning guy. Yeah. Maybe he's your setup guy, and then you go to the closer, or vice versa for that matter. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I think we have an opportunity with the whole Shields, Rodriguez thing back oh, in the day. Man. Maybe, I mean, you know, maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse, yeah, but right. I'm just saying you got two guys with really good stuff that can really, you know, they're kind of interchangeable, yeah. right? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. And, that, and we talked about it on, on our last podcast. You kind of maybe you do give, you know, Blake Parker – the first go at it, mm-hmm. but his leash isn't going to be long. Like I, right. I, 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 I can't see him maybe blowing maybe one or two, and then like, okay, we'll give you know Key the next yeah. shot, and then let's let it ride out. I can see him playing you know closure by committee till maybe 
the all-star break or maybe even before if someone's in a rhythm they're gonna run that horse yeah uh, i'll be honest my one of my things is why not just go after holland i mean he's still out there he's probably the best free agent closer available right now i mean maybe throw some money at that guy for a short contract you know yeah. see if he'll come on down and, and, and go that route. i mean i've heard that their angels are interested i just it's just a matter it's just a matter it's a of the game. money numbers yeah. game yeah you don't yeah. know what they're asking for because yeah. right. for all you know they could have an offer on the table for yeah. Two years, X amount of money, but he's, right. he, maybe he's holding out for that. And, four and or the Angels year. maybe don't want to go for that two or three year deal because we do got a guy like Keenan Middleton right. and stuff like that. And let's not forget, we got Jim Johnson in there that oh, has closed on, games before. No, he can be that Chris that Chris Carter guy in the bullpen where like everyone's <laughs> everyone's blowing games. Let's go to Jim Johnson and see what he can do because yeah, the dude his... did close back to back. Seasons with fifty saves, so eighty-seven mile an hour path fastball, yeah. man. He's, he's Houston, striking, Houston striking Street. fear in the hearts of everybody. Yeah. Of everybody. Houston Street version two point But I mean, there's there's guys that you can they can close games yeah. for you there. You know, Keenan, Blake, Cam, Jim have all closed games. Even uh, Paredes, I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, he's closed the game out before there for the Angels. Um, you know, our our situational guys, Jose Alvarez. Um, we did yeah. pick up Crow. So I don't know, uh, Ian Crow. Uh, so he can be that left-handed guy. I I don't know the, the the bullpen. To me, the back end looks good with all the young arms. And the the future looks bright, but does it pan out the way we want to? I think I agree with Dan. It could be closer by committee for a while. And and then this is a a quote from Epler um, that was tweeted out. Uh, quote: We feel very good about the group we have here. We are not looking to pursue anything. We are open-minded to things that come around. So, I mean, to me, that kind of seems like we're not really interested in anything out there. But if, leaving the door open, if if a Holland is able to bring his price yeah. down or his years down, we're not going to say no to right. it. But it seems like he's preset. Like, yeah, yeah, we're this is what we're offering you. We're not moving from this. So, if you like it, great. If not, we have enough to to go on sure. without yeah. any kind of drama or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I have a clip uh, here talking about the Angels bullpen. The Angels bullpen threw 569 innings last year, which is like eighth most in the major leagues. That's a lot. I don't yeah. think, and think about the guys that threw those innings. A lot of unproven guys. Right. And right. they kept us in the wild card spot. Parker, the bullpen. Parker, Batiste, yes. Cam, um, he, yeah. he came up. Yeah. That bullpen Petrosian, was, yeah. to me, the bullpen was the MVP of our season last year because of the injuries to the guys in the rotation. Yeah. This bullpen threw a lot of innings. A lot most, of un, unproven guys throwing a lot of quality. Innings. Most of those those bullpen guys were actually start, end up being started yeah. with JC and, and yeah. So this is a clip is. talking about that uh, Cameron Drosian. It's Cameron Drosian and Blake Parker talking about the, their roles or the bullpen heading into the 2018 season. On the mound. Of course, you know, you, you want to be in the back end of that, that uh, the bullpen. Uh, but, you know, I'm always down there, like I said last year, and I'll, I'll say forever, man. And whenever that call is made and, and they uh, say my name, I'm going to go in and pitch. So that's just kind of the way I, I always look at it. Um, and, uh, you know, this year is no different. I try to take the same approach since day one um, of my career is, uh, you know, pitch with a chip on your shoulder. Pitch, uh, you know, like you're uh, out to prove something, like you have something to prove. Um, you know, and that's not something I want to change. I know we got a good group of guys, good group of pitchers, um, as well as position players. So I'm really excited to get out here and throw and, and get in the warm weather and, and get it going. All right, so what I like about that is take two. What I like about that is I heard a lot of enthusiasm. They want to grab the ball, they want to go on the hill, they want to throw. That's important. Um, you can't be timid. You can't have the jitters. I mean, you're going to be a little jittery, but you got to want to have the ball. And we were talking about Keenan Middleton. That's the kind of guy you want out there. Guys that want the ball, guys that want to improve, guys that want to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about the six-man rotation and who gets that six-man. To me, it's Garrett Richards, right. Andrew Heaney. And not in this order. Garrett Richards, Skaggs. Andrew Heaney, Titer Skaggs. I got you. I have to say Parker Bridwell. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shohei Otani, and then the sixth one. J.C. Ramirez. I'm going to have to say J.C. Coming off injury, I hope he does well. But J.C. led the team or was tied with the team leading wins last year. So I'm going to agree with you, Jason. J.C. Ramirez. Daniel, what do you got? I have kind of almost the same.
back yeah, at all. Especially, 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 especially if you don't need him right yeah. away. Let him, to, you know, get his confidence back yeah. in his arm and his elbow. That's not a big deal. Now, it comes down to JC and Bridwell. I would say Bridwell kind of has an inside track just because yeah. depending on – we haven't seen JC pitch. Yeah. You know, plain and simple. Like, yeah, it's spring training, so you don't want to take a lot into, into uh, good or bad, but you've got to be able to get out there. Mm-hmm. So without seeing JC, maybe they delay his rehab. Not delay it, but maybe extend it out to maybe he misses the first couple weeks of the season so Bridwell can slide into that sixth spot. If he does well, then you kind of say JC. Remember, JC got brought here to be a long guy in their bullpen. Right. Yeah. He was never supposed to be kind of what we were talking about before. He was never supposed to be a starter. Right. He just kind of got into that spot and made the best of it, which is great. But you got to you know realize that you came here to be something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so if Bridwell struggles, and yeah, then you give him that opportunity. And then right. same thing with the closer. Whoever picks it up and runs with it, that's who you go with. You know what I mean? So right. I have no. Question about oh I guess shoemaker kind of whatever Skaggs got kind of lit up Haney looked really good Otani still kind of a question mark just being brand new yeah G I think is probably gonna be opening day starter yeah but um, J C and Bridwell I, I think those are going to be the guys that are going to compete for that six that six rotation spot I, I think Bridwell for me Bridwell is a given I think it's going to come down to J C or Matt Shoemaker. I yeah. I love Shoe, but at the same time, he doesn't have the same kind of stuff that a J.C. Ramirez has, that a Parker Bridwell has, even that a Tropiano has. But I agree with you guys with the Tommy John surgery; you don't want to rush him back. But yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with J.C. Ramirez. I think he, getting that lefty arm in there uh, to kind of complement uh, some of the well, you obviously have Haney and Skaggs. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But I think I think J.C. is our sixth man if they still go the route that route. They, who knows? It could come down to where they say. We're going to go with the fifth man and give him more, you know, yeah, yeah. interchangeable, right? Yeah, and I can see J.C. fitting into the bullpen, being the long guy if mm-hmm. the Angels do decide to go that route because of the shoemaker. Shoemaker being a veteran now, and he, you know, if he stays healthy, he can throw you innings. Yeah, but he, he just needs to be able to go back to the shoemaker of, you know, two, three years ago. Sure. Um, he's got it. It's just a matter of him. How long do the Angels go with him if he continues to struggle? Yeah. And, and it... The good thing is that they do have a guy like J.C. Ramirez in mm-hmm. that it, waiting in the wing. I, I think you're right. I agree with you with Parker Bridwell. I think he's a given. Yep. The guy, I love him on the mound, his presence on the mound, his poise. He's got great stuff. Um, he pitched good today. I think was it today. Yeah, he pitched good today. All right. But I'm, I'm digging Parker. Um, yeah, to me, the odd man out is Matt Shoemaker, in my honest opinion. So um, moving along, every week we have a poll question in. Uh, Dan, you want to take, take the poll question here? Yeah, we kind of talked about it a little bit already. But the poll question was simple. was, as a fan, what are you more interested in seeing develop? Uh, who comes out of the closer's role or who comes into what we just talked about, the end of the rotation spot? Mm-hmm. So um, 69% of the people voted and, and they said the closer role. They're more interested in see how the closer role develops and obviously 31% uh, the end of the rotation. So yeah, I, think, I, that was, I mean, the closer role because of the options that we have. Right. And I think the, the, the rotation is like, it's pretty much set set for a few guys here and there. They can, you can interchange. Um, I think either way the Angels go with the sixth guy, it's it works out good for us. Uh, the closers role is like, who's going to close the game out? Yeah. Like, who's like, we all love Keenan and we all love his stuff, but we all know that Parker or Blake Parker did a good job towards the end of the year last year. We all know that there's a guy like Cam Bedrosian, who was our closer last year. When, who can do who it. Who can do it. So... There's that intrigue there, and people kind of want to know what's going to be the deal towards the end. You know, the Angels have had their fair share of great closers, Brian Harvey, Tor Personal. But we've had guys like Ernesto Fieri and Chris, Fuentes, Chris, bro. Chris the Curator Johnson's <laughs> favorite, Lord. Brian Fuentes. Oh, God. So, uh, <laughs> Gas can. You're right. So, you know, hey, uh, I can see why the fans, our listeners, went the bullpen route. Um, I would quickly want to – Chris, come over here real quick. Now uh, – who was you wanted to shout out somebody because I brought to you for the collection here at Halo Haven. I didn't even know this was a rare item. Um, I've had it in my possession since I was like five years old. I went to the game where they gave them out. Uh, Chris, you want to tell you want to give the shout out to that person and what the item is? Yes, uh, we want to give a shout out to a question we got on Instagram. It's by Tompy. Four four. So that's T H O M P Y four four. He sent us a random question. Um, he just wanted to know. Let me read it to you. He said, "Hey, I really appreciate your page, and as a collector, I love many of the items you have. I'm just wondering, have you ever heard or seen the 1979-ish Heavenly Halo? It's basically a yellow halo that spins on a stick and makes noise. 
dying to find one, looking forward to your next podcast. The crazy thing is, is that John actually is the owner of two Heavenly Halos, which kind of took Angel Stadium by craze. And yeah, you're right. You're close. Uh, in the 1985 Silver Anniversary season, um, somebody actually from our hometown of Riverside, a guy that worked with my my friend's dad, I think over at Roar, Roar. Roar Aircraft, which is right down the street, he did, he came up with the idea, he marketed it, and from what I understand, he probably sold it to the Angels, and they gave it as a giveaway. So mm-hmm. it's just on a stick. You spin it around. It's like a noisemaker. Yeah. But it, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's a yellow halo on a stick. Um, I don't remember that. Anymore. I had, I have two of them. Um, go ahead and spin it. That's pretty cool. It's like a little noisemaker crank, and it still works. And you have a halo hovering above your head. If you guys watch the <laughs> Calling All Angels before the the games, the Calling All Angels video, yeah, there's a clip of the guys running out, and you can see the fans in the background spinning oh, okay. the heavenly halo. So if you guys want to check that out, pay attention next time we go to the game. Um, it was funny because. The first time I interviewed, I interviewed Chris for the podcast about a year and a half ago, and we were talking about, I had asked him about a rare items, and he, he answered his question, and then he goes, there's also this thing called the Heavenly Halo, it's a noisemaker on a stick, it's pretty freaking rare, and I go, wow, I have two of them, man. So, um, it's crazy that you would ask that question, and I actually have two. Um, one's mine, one's Chris, so... I'm not selling. I'm not going to sell mine. I don't think Chris is going to want to. I'm not sure. Yeah, and it's pretty rare. I mean, I'm I frequent eBay quite a bit in ten years of looking through, you know, thousands of auctions. I've never seen one. So good question. If we come across one, we'll we'll take care of you. Yeah, if if we find another one for whatever, because my parents' garage is a it's Pandora's box of angels memorabilia. Treasure trove. It really is. Like every time I go there, I'll find something different that we've picked up throughout the years. And my parent, my dad's the kind of guy that kept everything. So not a hoarder, but he ish. Kind of like he he would look at something and go, "This would be pretty cool in twenty years." Yeah. And look at the heavenly halo awesome, right man. here. Um, also, want to quickly shout out somebody who, one of our listeners, that was talking about going through it here. I think it's Mike. Okay. Mike Vigil said, I saw the rally bus in motion. <laughs> Where and when can I see this for myself? Um, Daniel, uh, or you guys know more info about the yeah. event at uh, Inland Empire. Yeah. Um, for people that don't know, we have a pretty good relationship with the Inland Empire 66ers, the single A affiliate, the high A single A affiliate of the, of the Angels. Um, they reached out to Chris not too long ago once they saw the the bus up and running about doing a kind of a fundraiser they have at their stadium on uh, April 8th. It's a Sunday game. This is the 66er second annual touch a truck um, fundraiser, I guess. It's going to be from 11 to 1.30, and then there's a game right after. So as far as our first official, um, you know, uh, booking, I guess, I don't know what you want to call it, that's going to be it. I know Chris is talking about taking it down for opening day. Um, he knows more about that than I do. But uh, go ahead. Yeah, but the touch of truck tr- uh, event seems pretty cool. So they'll have like SWAT, a SWAT vehicle out there. They'll have a fire truck, cop cars, all that cool stuff. And then, and then, then our bus. And then there'll be us. <laughs> and then there'll be the bus. It might be a little, a little bit more bootleg than the the rest. Uh, hanging out with all the law enforcement. We're we're honored to be included yeah, in sure. it. Yeah. So kids will have the opportunity to actually tour the bus. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit about it. And I think the guys are going to be doing a live podcast yeah, giveaways. Yeah. We'll be doing giving giveaways. Maybe now. like some wiffle ball out there. Yeah. Who knows? Whatever we can do to make you know a little cornhole, whatever. Yeah. You know. So we'll have the baseball yeah. so bus we'll post, out yeah. there. Yeah, we'll definitely post more about it when it gets closer, and they come out with like an official flyer and all that stuff. We'll make sure you guys know about it or hear about it, but. Um, right now, it's uh, April 8th. It's a Sunday game at the Inland Empire 66ers in San Bernardino. Yeah, and if you actually live in the, the greater Riverside area, you might actually catch the rally bus out we were on in the there streets. Just, uh, right before the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we did a little. We pre-gamed the podcast by driving around the, the streets of Riverside. It was a little sketch. It was a little sketch. Yeah. But, like, you know, it was, it's, it's all right. You guys all had, you know, helmets on and all that. <laughs> yeah. you know, so we're good. I held on tight. Just no seatbelts, but we had helmets. It's yeah, we had, we had helmets, and they weren't real ones. They were the little plastic gimmicky helmets, but it's all good. Nacho helmets. Yeah, nacho helmets. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. So we're, we're all right. We're, we did the podcast, and we're alive. We're good. All right, so um, 
Jason, we're going to plug your show. Go ahead and let the people know where they can find the Dose Leprechauns podcast and the good stuff. Instagram, Twitter, whatever you got. The, the, yeah, the cool. good stuff where they can find Zero. you and what you do on your podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys for that opportunity. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we do our show on Facebook Live. We have a uh, yeah, former guest with former Notre Dame uh, greats. Uh, we talk a little wrestling, talk a little MMA, talk a little bit about everything. Uh, so it's just been an honor to be here on the Halos uh, Haven podcast. Excited to be a part of it. Um, so yeah, it's good stuff. I uh, so yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, pretty much anywhere. Cool, and it's at Dose Leprechauns. At Dose Leprechauns. Do you yeah. want to spell that out for the people? Yep, it's uh, D O S L E P R E C H A U N S, all one word. See, every week we plug him on on my other wrestling podcast and Blazing Malfunsky Wrestling Podcast, where you can catch every another promo. Yeah, <laughs> on Spreaker.com and on cheap, iTunes. So give pop. us give us that subscribe. Um, no, we try Malfunsky and myself always try to spell out Leprechauns, and we're like L E P. We got the man here, so that's why I wanted him to spell it out. So, Daniel, where can they find uh, Halo Haven? Yeah, same thing on on Twitter and on Instagram. It's Halo underscore Haven. Um, That's, again, on on Twitter and on Instagram, Halo underscore Haven. Um, Email us uh, questions, allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Email us questions. Uh, We'll read them on on our... uh, on our podcast we're gonna go weekly now that the season's about to start so the more we get in the better something pops up during a game you have questions about or comments about shoot us an email we'll talk about it on the on the podcast cool quickly real quick uh rob lastings hit us up shoot us your address you won uh one of the bobbleheads um david soto yours is yeah it's on the way or it's it's there Oh, you oh, got, got it. it. Okay. He okay. Should have got it by now. Okay, David, yours got sent out. Let us know if you got it because we want to know. Shoot us a picture. Send us a picture with you in the box. Yeah, show us where you put it. Yeah. Yeah, we gave him a little care package. We have a, you know, All Angels podcast decal that was thrown in there, some random stuff around, spring training button, all that cool stuff. So just one more time, when are you going to spring training, John? I am leaving Friday. My good friend Jason here yes, is sir, be I'll there. be there too. So... And then, and then, Chris, when are you planning to go out to spring yeah, training? I'm going to be there the 9th through the 11th. Uh, look for the setup in the parking lot. We're actually going to have a DJ music, all that good stuff. Sweet. There you go. I can't oh, make it this weekend. year because I got a wedding. But, you know, okay. next year's I'll go even longer. I see where your priorities are, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on. Get it together. <laughs> no, man. Thank you guys for listening to us. And uh, as always, man, we appreciate the support. Hit us up, like Daniel said, on allangelspodcasts at gmail.com. Or on the Facebook and Twitter as well, where Dan does a good job and, and Chris does a good job of making sure you guys uh, answers uh, your answers get your questions get answered and, and the communication and catch the rally bus on the road. That's the thing, big red bus with a can't big miss, red can't hat miss, on can't it. miss it. I'm telling you, One can't miss it. Yep. All right, guys, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys. We'll be getting as soon as the season starts. I think next month we're going yep. weekly. Weekly. So this is our this is our last monthly pot like once a month podcast season starts we're gonna start going every thursday as always all right catch you guys later jason thanks thanks again for joining you guys all right chris thanks for hosting us again here the studios at halo haven give us a ride on the bus and uh if uh you don't hear from us in the next podcast we chris flipped (laughs) the bus (laughs) all right guys you guys have a good one no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing i'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel it's worth the trip 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 